0: So we're going to talk about, like, how do you choose a financial advisor? And there's a lot out there. How does somebody even start? I'm Beth Hochberger, CPA, CGMA. This channel aims to educate you on tax, tech, crypto, and finance-related news. Come learn how to grow and keep your wealth. And welcome to Finance Friday. Today I have Sarah Broglie, CFP, Certified Financial Planner. I'll give me a little bio background on her. So Sarah from an early age has passion for learning as much as possible so she can best help others, which uh, especially within a male-dominated industry, and put a pin on that because I think we have to talk about that too, um, being well-educated is important to her. Sarah takes pride in applying her extensive knowledge to be a warm, guiding light through clients' every thought or concern, giving them more confidence to spend their valued time doing what they love. Sarah's been with Raymond James since 2015, starting on an independent all-female team uh, in, her own, in her hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, before relocating to join the Boca Raton office in 2020. She earned a bachelor's degree in financial services from the University of North Florida, specifically tailored towards financial planning for individuals and small business owners. Those are my people. <laughs> uh, you're just an awesome person. Oh, and you have two doggies
1: two doggies the best part the two doggies one of them's walking around behind me so he'll make (laughs) a guest appearance hopefully
0: awesome awesome okay so so we're gonna talk about like how do you choose a financial advisor and there's a lot out there right how does somebody even start yeah start
1: yeah i think um i think this interest came from when i moved from jacksonville to south florida to join a Raymond James office, I took about four months to find a really good fit. I was being very picky as a young female in finance. Um, I was introduced to a ton of offices who wanted to hire me on as an assistant, a sales assistant. And um, that would be taking a step back because I'd been an advisor already for a couple of years. And so I said, no. So I looked for a long time and each advisor I talked to did something different with their practice. They had different personalities, they targeted different markets, they ran their business different ways, they specialized in different things. So, I think that's kind of what sparked it for me because advisors never really have to choose another advisor. But in this moving <laughs> process, I did. And there are so many true. people who um, have so many options. You mentioned as a CPA, you know, a ton of advisors, and how yeah. do you find the best fit for someone? And so, that's kind of where it sparked my interest. Um, there, there he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait patiently to go outside. Um, but yeah, so that's where my interest came from. And I got to talking. I actually did a speech at the chamber about this. And um, there are so many things that come into meeting an advisor. So one thing I always suggest is when you do meet with an advisor, no matter how you got connected with them, ask them something ask them to explain something that you don't already know. Mm. Because in that process, if you're talking to someone and they speak a ton of financial jargon or over your head, the mm. they're putting their best foot forward in the sales process. So they are probably always going to speak over your head. And it's kind of a precursor to what your relationship That's would be. That's
0: a good point. That's a really good point. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's a yeah, great idea. ask them questions. Yeah.
1: That's what they're there for. I think some advisors who have been doing it for 30 plus years, at some point, lose touch with the simplicity of financial planning and what the purpose is. And so if they can explain it in a way you understand, it's a green light. Um, another thing I think that's really important is, who do you like to spend time with? Um, not that your advisor has to be your best friend, although I tend to love all of my clients but um if it's someone you'd like to spend time with and can trust and be candid with you're going to enjoy the process a lot more as opposed to feeling yeah that's huge
0: right because for a lot of people it's like a scary thing like i don't understand necessarily how this works and now i don't really like this person and yep. if you kind of associate like the bad feeling with the already yeah. financial problem, oh this doesn't sound, yeah. it doesn't even sound like, it's like
1: a, Even like a stuffy office, um, or I mean, I know I'm wearing like a blazer, but i you don't have to be it's not a stuffy process. You know, we joke, we have fun, it's it's a very um, integrated process together. And so if you like them, that's good news. Another thing um, that I was thinking of is logistics. Are they local? Do you want to meet someone in person? Will you understand it better or is it? are you a Zoom person? Because right, I think right, right. it's hard enough to learn in person, let alone over Zoom. Um, and then there are some resources that are available to look up. When I go to look up like a plumber or an electrician, the first thing I do is Google and review their reviews. Yes, but, um, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. I would love. I, I, some financial firms, mine specifically, does not allow reviews, so I can't have oh. a Google Facebook page with or a Google page with Sarah did this or this or this. Um, so the alternative to that, have you ever heard of broker check?
0: Yes, I have. I don't know that yeah. most people have, but I have,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, some have, some haven't. Broker Check is essentially a website where you can look up the history of your advisor, when they got licensed, what state they're licensed in, and then any client complaints that might have come up over time. Um, yep, so you can see it's kind of like the dirty laundry of <laughs> of an advisor. And I think you can decipher for yourself the complaint and what that looks like for you. Some of it is maybe just not understanding something completely, which brings it back to are you in the loop and in yeah. good communication yeah. Yeah. with your person. Um age, I think a lot of um advisors historically have been older male. There are more yes. women getting into, yeah, we'll, can, we can can talk about that now. <laughs> if you want to talk about
0: it now being I a do. young yeah. female in a male dominated industry. What's
1: yeah. like? up? <laughs> yeah, so and I think some people prefer a man. I um, I guess it depends on who you got information from growing up. Maybe if, if it was your dad teaching you or your mom teaching you, do you prefer to work with a man or a woman? And then um, age too. So some people prefer an older advisor for their experience. Some people prefer a younger advisor because they're going to be with them forever if right, you right. want. Um, so really just Hopefully. taking it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it's a fluid thing. But um, yeah, just being able to judge. Um, I feel like I'm in the sweet spot of my industry where I have seven years of experience. So and I was able to shadow my senior advisor and really get involved with that planning process. But I'm not so out of touch, maybe with. um. You know doing it for 30 years and not really understanding right. what's right. needed now the technology available the solutions the available and that's a big deal right like
0: you know what can I do on my phone
1: yeah right right and the planning better, software the, there's a yeah the
0: software yeah that's yeah a
1: big deal. being able to know yeah. the ins and outs and being able to relate to you know
0: the last I don't know since what like 2010 has been pretty good like yeah. economically yeah. speaking right it's yeah. been good so right. there might be younger people now who are just like for the first time like recession what yeah <laughs> and kind of like oh god you know what's happening like we've never seen this before right so, right you know, yeah you I have a who's seen it all or do you want right. someone who's exactly. it with you at the moment
1: <laughs> right who could feel it right I could uh I had a lady turn me down because of my age which is fine it's not a good fit But um, her concern was that industry experience or the uh, market experience. And I was like, I could read it on a textbook till I'm blue in a, it blew in the face and know exactly why that happened and what would prevent that from happening again. But yeah, if that, if someone's not comfortable with that, it's not a good fit. I mean,
0: I I get run into that same thing. Um, You know, older uh, clients don't love, we're very technical here. Like, yeah. everything's online, you know, yep. like, no, there's no, you know, come drop off documents. I mean, sometimes I let people do it, but you're not sitting with me and handing me one page at a time while I take <laughs> in. like, that's just not how we, we don't operate like that. It's a very old fashioned you know, right. CPA firm experience. Uh, yeah. and we just don't do it. So yeah, some people can't wrap their heads around various and assorted things so yeah definitely it's a, it's a preference right it's a personal preference and people need to pick what they're comfortable with like goes back to what you were saying in the yeah. beginning yeah.
1: yeah and i think shopping around is a good thing i think if an advice or a prospect and i meet together um i always encourage go see what else is out there also from a service standpoint um i saw one of your finance fridays talked a little bit about robo advisors Oh, which yeah. I think is a, is a great point. I mean, do you want a robo-advisor, which is very low fees, if any fee at all, or do you need someone to hold your hand and guide you? It it really depends. I think right. if your situation is complex enough to need that individual with tangible solutions, sure, but a lot of people in my age range, I just say, all right, call me if you have questions, but do this, this, and this, and they're off. You know, they're on their way and, and that's fine. So yeah, yeah been really it's cool. been really fun. Um, I feel like, I think another thing for people to remember is that an advisor is a salesperson, so they're very good at schmoozing, um, two to <laughs> three. So I think you can reassess after a year of working with them or, you know, at any time you can make a change. You're not, um, loyal to a fault or you don't have to be. And if someone's not a good fit for you anymore, go to someone who is, because it's going to be a totally uh, different experience for the better.
0: Yeah. And like, I tell people, I tell clients all the time, like, this might be good now. Right. And it might not be good in the future.
1: We're not married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. only have one marriage. It's not That's any of you. <laughs> funny but, yeah, I was actually going to mention it's like dating. So when you meet yeah. an advisor, go meet two or three, see who you really want to, you know, get engaged to. And yeah, you're yeah. Not, you can leave at any time. It's not contractual.
0: But also, you know, things change in your life over time, right? Like yeah. who you need at one stage might not be who you need at on yeah. the other stage, you know, a big life changes, you know, children's divorces, marriages, yeah. deaths, like there's a lot of things that can change over time and it can yeah. change what you need. It can change your relationship with your professionals, who you want, what yeah. you want. So, right. Yeah. I think
1: you bring habits. up a good point too of, um, an advisor sees so many people and all of their life changes. So those areas of transition, not that we have any type of um, therapy aspect to it, but to be able oh, to- Oh, but go we do. Work, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, behavioral finance is a thing. Why, yeah. you know, so really bringing that human side back into finance of, okay, so you're not doing X, Y, and Z, and you haven't done it over the years. Why is that? Why, can, how can we change that to get you on the right track and moving forward? Right. So just being very human because it's not all numbers, spreadsheets etc
0: yeah so. yeah that's like uh dave ramsey i think says uh you know personal finance like the math is easy yeah it's the right <laughs> it's right. the everything else <laughs> that gets in the way your feelings yeah. your fears your thoughts your whatever conditioning yeah. there's a lot of stuff
1: um, and um i think one more thing about advisors so i learned this moving down is there are so many different advisors who um, charge differently. So there are typically, I would say mainly three ways an advisor gets paid, which I don't think is talked about enough either. Um, they can either be commission-based business, which means transactionally, if they buy or sell something for you, they get a portion of that fee. Okay. Yeah. Um, fee-based, which is just a certain percentage of the account assets that they're helping manage. And within fee-based, I mentioned historically, You know, the older male, um, they've all been stockbrokers. You know, stockbrokers are so different than financial planners because a stockbroker will recommend buying, selling, trading. But what about everything else? What about if I want to move? Should I sell? Should I rent? What about um, can I retire this year, next year? What about how much does it cost if I unfortunately get Alzheimer's or something like that? So, what is that fee and what does it include? I think is a good uh thing to yeah. ask your advisor. And Absolutely. then um advisors now can do a flat fee for planning. So you could do similar to an attorney who would charge documents for a will or a trust, they can do a flat fee for a moment in time plan. So let's yeah. look at your picture today. Where do you want to go? What do we have to do to get there? Um so those are the three main ways advisors get paid.
0: Okay. And that's yep. definitely, I think something people don't realize, yeah. You have these options to work with people in different ways, yeah, right. um How about like, have you seeing any like real bad like red flags? Like is there anything that somebody should other than like, oh, I don't really like them, but like something to see and like, go run the other direction?
1: Um, I guess one the first thing that I just thought of is, um, if you have an advisor, who has built good relationships with other professionals. Green flag, if you ask your advisor for an accountant recommendation and they give you one name and you call that number and it's disconnected, right? So so you need an advisor who is well connected and who can recommend an accountant. That's a great fit for them or a recommend them option so they can now shop an accountant. Um, I think a red flag is an advisor with not a lot of relationships or um someone who speaks over you. Yeah. I think that's I love huge. those.
0: Both of those amazing. But red flag, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you. Like, I think after almost every conversation I have with either a current client or a prospect, I'm no. like, have you spoken to X, you know, a business attorney, real estate attorney, state point yeah. attorney, financial advisor, life insurance? There's always somebody that needs. Yeah something and the yeah. great thing like you're saying you have a, someone with an uh, an extensive network we can work together yeah right we're yeah. not siloed it's not like oh well that's the financial planner's problem and you know the no. tax person doesn't get read in yeah it's all together. they're related
1: yeah they're absolutely <laughs> related um i think there was something else i just thought of too with that oh yeah um there are also advisors who have different um approaches from a overall standpoint so I just recently met a faith-based advisor I truly didn't know that existed so if you're someone who wants to bring that into your finances there's that there's advisors who like focus on women empowerment which I love um they're you know so there it's not just the oh I work with small businesses retirees and you know, women, it's, it can get more specific. And if your values align with theirs, it's just a really fun relationship. That's cool. Yeah. I
0: mean, I guess that makes sense on the faith base because if you're like tithing, right. Yeah. Yeah. It might, it might not necessarily make like financial sense, but if you're like, this is something that's important to me and I want to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah that person's not going to be like, oh, don't do that. That's silly. Why give 10% of your money away? Right, right, like, right, right. They yeah, they did. It it's not a, a value judgment in that right. regard. So that's cool. Actually, I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I had no idea um, that that was a thing. So um, I think one more thing, which would be a red flag is um, an advisor who explicitly tells you to do something. I think an advisor should advise and give the information and maybe a suggestion if need be. But An advisor, uh, for example, I've had clients come to me and say, I wanted to sell this at a certain point. My advisor said no. And at the end of the day, was it a good decision or not, not to sell? I don't know, but you can advise all you want. But if you're then making decisions on the client's behalf, it's kind of a Um, um, kind of a, a control issue, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that, but it goes back to like, how do they make you feel? Are you comfortable when you talk to them? And if they're dictating to you what you're doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't love it. I agree. I I don't love it.
0: Again, we're not married.
1: We are not married. Yep. Don't tell me what to do. We are not married. That should be the not my mom. Yeah. My dad. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. That's awesome.
0: Um, Sarah, and I know you're a big Golf enthusiast, you want to talk about your your organization you. a little?
1: Yeah, I am now. Um, I just got into golf earlier this year um, when I moved to South Florida in 2020. As you mentioned, everyone golfs, and I felt very left <laughs> everyone out. Everyone golfs; they really everyone do. Everyone <laughs> golfs. Yeah, it's a South Florida thing, I guess. But um, and I wanted to be a part of that, so I have a a friend in Jacksonville who started a group for uh, it's a group lesson for women of any skill level. And she uh, asked if I wanted to do one down here. And I said, hell yeah, because I had I was already feeling like I wasn't involved on the golf standpoint. <clears throat> so that's what we did. In April, we started group lessons and it's just an hour lesson wow. um, of, for women of any skill level. We've had 20 to 22 women at our last few lessons. Including um, no level. <laughs> no level, never held a club will help you and like i think
0: mini golf is the extent of my golfing experience
1: <laughs> actually so drew taught me this uh mini golf like putting is one third of a golf game you have your long driving your um i don't know chipping i guess would be like the medium length of distance <laughs> and then putting so so you're already half or one third of the way there so putting is a not good
0: <laughs> Video,
1: <laughs> that's good, yeah. So, you've held a club, you're good, okay. We um, call that
0: holding a club, great.
1: <laughs> holding a club, putt putt is it, yeah. So, so that's the group, it's been really fun. I think half the women just come for the food and drink and oh. good time afterwards. Um, that's so <laughs> yeah, we do an hour lesson and then do happy hour. We meet at oh, yeah.
0: okay. I can't get behind that part, <laughs>
1: yep, yep, yep. So, that's the that's the group. It's called Legs Ladies Executive Golf Society.
0: Nice. Legs. Where do you guys uh, practice and, and meet and all that?
1: Yeah, we do um, Deer Creek Golf Course, which is in Deerfield. Okay. Uh, and then we meet on the first and third Wednesday every month. The lessons from five to six p.m. And then no one's going to tell you to go home, but we stay until about I don't know seven thirty or so um, with drinks. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. You
0: might be twisting my arm. I might have to try it. It would
1: be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really cool group of women too. And I feel like because totally myself. The same-
0: wait, do we get to wear the outfits? Do you get to yes. wear a girl outfit?
1: Yeah. yeah. Amazon. I I recommend Amazon to everybody, <laughs> but um, yeah. And I feel like that's the fun of it because no one knows what they're doing. I just started in April when we started these lessons. So I'll ask, I'll try to ask all the silly questions up front. Like, What can I wear? What time do I show up Um, if I have clubs? So some people borrow like friends clubs and then they'll go to the parking lot and like walk the clubs in. Apparently that's what the like loop-de-loop is for. You can drop off your clubs. So we're learning a ton. I am too, it's really fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just funny because I literally live a block away from a golf course. Oh my
1: gosh. It's apparently
0: a nice golf course. The Emerald Hills Golf Course is supposed to be a nice one from what I have been told. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't know one way or another. Never even. I've only been
1: to Deer Creek, so I don't know anything either. (laughs) This is what people tell me. It's nice. I just know
0: if I tell my kids that I'm taking up golf. Their very first question is going to be, "Are we buying a golf cart?" I oh <laughs> have, have a little obsession with golf carts.
1: Oh, do they? That's funny. You got to get them a little scooter, like a little um, Vespa scooter. Those are good.
0: <laughs> they want a golf cart very badly for
1: whatever <laughs> reason. I that is interesting. Well, are they? A,
0: but good.
1: Gonna say, are they driving? Um, no, not yet. Right? One of
0: them. One of them's got his okay. license okay but yeah Florida, you don't have to be that old to drive here like 14 well, I was
1: I was gonna say I feel like that want goes away once you start driving cars because it's like okay
0: it's the 14 year old that's really obsessed so I think it's her because it's funny but we were in New Jersey for a couple of weeks this summer yeah. and at some point they made driving golf carts street legal like all over oh really town yeah oh so goodness. everywhere they're like look at that one look at that, one, that one's pretty and we're like, all right, how much does a golf cart cost? I don't know. So they're finding ones that are like, you know, $15,000 golf carts. I'm like, don't <laughs> yeah. don't like to buy a car at that point.
1: <laughs> my grandma lives in the villages, um, that retirement community outside of Ocala. And oh my gosh, they do like golf cart parades for the ones that look like old... <laughs> cars or the ones that look like boats like they go all out with their golf carts so yeah I can only imagine (laughs)
0: it's really funny that I can't even imagine all right so so normally at the end of these I ask my guests if they have any interesting hobbies but I think we just talked about the interesting hobby
1: yeah (laughs) anything else
0: besides golf (laughs) or unusual um, talents anything uh, weird
1: Um I guess the only weird thing is I have a ton of brothers and sisters. I always really? use that as a crutch. I have four brothers and two sisters. I'm the second oh, wow. yeah? You're so, family. yeah yeah wow. um so that's that's my interesting fact, but no, we just we love to take the dogs to the dog park and out on mm-hmm. the sandbar to the beach um that's that's pretty much it just being outdoors,
0: yeah have you? Probably, but have you been to that really nice mini golf in Delray? No,
1: no. no. Where is it? I yeah. have to go. I haven't been. Okay, so
0: I haven't been in years. Like pre-pandemic okay. was the last time I went, but and yeah. I would totally go beat you there. It was like a botanical garden with like too many Ooh. golf courses, and you can call them and they'll bring you drinks right to your.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. I yeah we'll definitely have to go it still
0: exist I might be talking about something doesn't exist anymore but
1: I mean I I don't know why they would get rid of something like that I mean seems like a COVID safe activity so hopefully it didn't shut down over the last two years but um yeah that that, I'll have to look at that I'll write that down
0: really cool I don't even remember what it's called where it is
1: there's only so many in Delray I'm sure I can find it
0: (laughs) yeah it it's this is probably the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Oh, that's I, funny.
0: Like, we would take the whole family because my kids, they don't care. They're just like, woohoo, big off. And my husband are yeah. like, Oh, look, it's really pretty. Like landscaping and all that and I'm like, oh,
1: <laughs> bring you drinks even better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The best of both worlds. We were talking about how playgrounds should have like breweries attached to them. I don't know why they don't. They, um, that would be a good idea. Probably not uh really no, think about it. It
0: might not be no. the best idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right, but <laughs>
0: you're like, what kids? I don't have any kids here. in
1: theory, <laughs> in yes, theory. a nice hangout spot, yeah. yeah Put the car good. seats in an Uber or something.
0: <laughs> All right, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. I think you gave everybody some fantastic advice, and yeah. um, I, I think I have to go learn how to golf now with you. you I would love it, that. You made it sound fun. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that's,
1: that's, that's the, the goal. One. Fun, goofy, Fun. silly. Yeah, I could do.
0: <laughs> I could definitely do, I could do goofy.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Well, thanks for having me, Beth. This was awesome. Thank you for sticking
0: around. I hope you learned something new. Please leave a comment, like, and subscribe to my channel if you want to continue improving your tax and financial literacy. Bye.